bro, how many times have we, like, I didn't even think about washing my hands as many, as like, I know, and I still don't I'm want to, like, I'm not happy about, I don't want, I always wash my hands after the bathroom, but I never wash my hands randomly in between outside yeah. and inside unless something yeah. actively happened where I felt like, ooh, dirty. Or I touched something or something like that. Yeah, and I'm like, I kind of feel weird about that. I don't really want to go through life. Now, I'm okay washing my hands every time I come in the house. Yeah. Now, I don't really want to go through life literally opening the car door, closing it, getting the wipes out, wipe everything down, wipe the wheel, yeah. wipe the, the gear down, wipe the car door down, go and put your gloves on to open up a door in a building or a restaurant or an open place and then go in and then stand a third and press the button and then stand a third. And then... I don't really want to go through life constantly no, wiping down everything. Yeah, like the quarantine, it's in a good you know, it needs to happen this way to save lives, but it has promoted paranoia. Yeah, yeah, anxiety, and right? Anxiety. Outside, I'm walking the baby in the stroller, um, in the secluded area, literally walking in circles in a parking lot, and like a strong breeze comes, and I see somebody, um, like literally across the street, or like 20, 20, 30 feet away, like mad far away. And I'm like, oh god, if they cough, or does this breeze hold the cough? You know what? <laughs> you know what? How long? How long can the Corona? How long can the COVID nineteen live yeah. on a breeze? Can it surf a breeze? Freedom one, yeah, we just begun. Three words to friends, one wish. center and i did the you like the meeting rooms i like put the meeting rooms together and rolled down roll round tables and yeah how you get fired I, from that listen, because i i was a little lazy because you can't come out the, out the woodwork with such a demanding physically a de- physically demanding job i don't I even think i remember life. that job it was such a blip was, in our life it, it was short-lived my friend short-lived it was a little blip on the radar short-lived very short-lived oh i remember you remember because i used to call you because i would stay there until like midnight that was when my shift would end midnight and walk that scary behind douglas path all the way back to katzenbeck and i would be on the phone with you to keep me up well to keep me uh you know you kept. was walking you was up yeah. already yeah yeah dang it was scary it was scary so i was like Hi, um, I just want to, and I did it with a little attitude. I was like, um, in my head, I was probably like, I'm, I'm too good for this. <laughs> <laughs> That's something else it's, I like to discuss. We be thinking we so good. I t- all right. We got to you need it. We it's always talking it? about how good we are for so. All right, you know what? Just in case this is part of the episode, let me just throw an intro in now. If this is the episode we end up doing, peeps. We decided to title it. Um, why well, both our heads tilted the same way? We decided oh. to title it. Um, what happy, healthy, whole. So, so happy, 
Oh, I thought it was happy, healthy, whole. Oh, happy, healthy. Hold on. Oh, healthy, happy, whole. Hold on. Oh, no, Wait. I like happy, healthy, whole. <laughs> it just sounds nasty. Happy, W-H-O-L-E. I know that's what I'm saying. Should it be happy, healthy, whole, or should it just happy, be titled God got us? Happy, healthy, whole, and God happy, got us. Happy, oh, healthy, God. whole, or God got us. What did you want to title this one? Whole, whole happy healthy whole. Yes. Happy healthy whole, guys. This is the three words for this title of this episode. If we carry it out all the way to the end, especially in this quarantine season, our goals, our dreams, our prayers are to be happy, healthy, and whole this quarantine Lord. season so we can make it out on the other side on this earth still. Give us a little more time, Lord, to live our lives live our dreams and be with our families during that time. So that's what this episode is about. Correct. Now that whole thought process of always feeling like we better than girl, almost every job that I've had, I feel like I ended up in that mindset of I am better than this. I'm supposed to do better than this. I'm supposed to do more than this. And there's nothing wrong with thinking highly of yourself. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with feeling like you are more capable to do more and better and greater things in this world but there should be a point i feel like where we all just chill out with that because everybody can't be better than everything Mm. everybody can't necessarily own a business everybody can't be the boss because then who would be the people you're bossing over who would be the people you are leading, who will be that crew? If everybody is better than this, how will we ever, you, no one can be on top if no one's on the bottom. But and, I think, and not to say that in a negative way, I just want to say it like, um, what is it? I've been watching Downton Abbey. It's quarantine season, guys. We got to catch up to these, these shows. Don't you, don't roll your eyes. I saw your eyes shift. Ma'am, ma'am, don't, don't. It's fun watching rich people live sometimes. Anyway. I love period stuff too, period pieces and period mm-hmm. movies and stuff like that. So watching Downton Abbey. Now, if you push aside your judgment, a big part of Downton Abbey, right? And a lot of those things when you like watch those period pieces and movies with kings and queens and whatnot, they have a lot of servants, a lot of servants to keep things running, keep things going, right? At first you automatically feel like, you know, and there's a difference. The slave and the servant are different things. Thank you. Let's put that out there. Mm-hmm. Now, for servants who voluntarily kind of get into that work because maybe they haven't been born with the status and mm-hmm. so they need the work, that's like it was a time in many areas, and even today, where being a servant wasn't a negative thing. Um, it was more of a place of honor that at least in your status, without having the money or background you, can't, you have, didn't have, you still can live and be happy in this wonderful castle or palace and and you know have food on the table every day because the cooks feed you and all that stuff too like consistent meals consistent pay and a nice home as opposed to being on the streets or in the rough you know because of the status you were born as so it felt like to a lot of people like those were like really good jobs to get It was like you can be a lawyer doctor now those are good jobs to have when you didn't when you weren't born with the status of already having Mm -hmm. Especially when you're not living in like a democracy like we live in now, 
we live in a world where anybody and everybody can be whatever they want to be, dream and pull yourself up by your bootstraps and you can Lies. have all these different things in the world of America. It's nothing but opportunity. Anybody can be that. And I get it now. When you watch stuff like Down Abbey or like the European world and how like the monarchy or, or Asia, you know how the monarchy kind of puts you in depending mm. on where you were born and your class and status, you yeah. are not really allowed to rise above a certain level. Mm-hmm. That's why people like Princess Diana and stuff were such a big deal. Because mm. if you aren't already born in it, you're not, that's not really a possibility for you. Yeah. In America so is this place where no matter how you're born, you literally can be the leader at some yeah. point, rock star. Yeah. So when I see stuff like that, I kind of get it. When you're born into this America, you don't grasp it like that. But when you see other lives and how it's lived, it's like, oh, mm-hmm. that's why it's the land of opportunity. Oh, and, and you know, there's my son. Hi, baby. <laughs> he won in. He's like, hi. He won in. Sesame Street must be about to come on the next episode. He's like, hey, what you doing, mom? Why? <laughs> but so, in that show, there are scenes and stuff where, like, servants, they feel lesser than or, or, oh, good Lord, baby boy. Come on, man. Come on. Come on. <laughs> they feel lesser than or um, disrespected if they're not allowed to do, if they're not allowed to do their job, if they're not allowed to do their jobs, like the the valet or the guy who's supposed to like dress the um, the duke or the male or whatever, put his coat on, fix his cufflinks and all that stuff. Like if he's not doing that role, if the guy's like, no, I got it, I got it, I got it. He kind of feels like his life is at, is just meaningless because he really feels that job and there's a part in there where like a rich guy is like everyone has a role to play and they must be allowed to play that role and a lot of them took pride in that mm-hmm. and felt like that was really good for them to have that us as americans in this land of opportunity we all feel like we can make it or should make it so we all feel like everything is below us and I'm like, I've always found joy, even in the, the lowest, quote unquote, of jobs, like in the retail and all that kind of stuff. I had good friends. We had good jokes. Mm-hmm. A humbleness was born in me from having all these different jobs that would not have even, you know, phased me if I didn't have those experiences. And like the jokes and the laughs and the lives we lived and talked about, if we weren't together in that status, we wouldn't even have those kind of conversations. Yeah. Did I want to be so great or feel like I'm so high and mighty and above all this that I never wanted those experiences? Like, we kind of get uppity with it. We get so caught up in our opportunities. We don't even realize that, like, we never even think of ourselves in a job for that long that we feel like we're above. And I don't yeah, know if that's always a great mindset to have. It's good to be ambitious, but I don't know if it's a great mindset to have of where you are when you're working where you are to yeah. always kind of be like dissatisfied. Yeah. In the position you're currently in. That's what I've learned um about like stewardship, stewarding over steward stewarding over whatever you got going on right now and just taking the best care of it that you can because that's all you got right now. And to get anywhere else you just got to take care of this so they can be blessed with something bigger and better because mm-hmm. when i had a job i ain't never had no job before and i thought i didn't 
got I was unscathed by the works of uh, you know others and peasants and moving and shaking <laughs> and retail. I was like, I'm not in college without that. Well, I'm not good now. Right. And it's funny because I well, college don't guarantee none of that. No, none of that. And then after that, you'd be like, Yeah, I work at Ross. You need me to move this, move that, ring this person, right. pick up them shoes. I got it. Um, <laughs> it's funny because even after that job, after I quit that job, all the way up into my senior year, like OC and um, I forgot her name. I see her face, Morgan. That's her. Morgan, Morgan and OC would always tell me, you know, if you had like stuck in there, you would have been a manager over that spot right now. Mm. And they would always tell me that. And I'm like, how the heck? Every, all the time, every time you're like, if you would have stuck there. Mind you, I don't even remember them being there when I was working there. All I saw was that I was doing stuff I didn't like to do. And it, it wasn't what I pictured. It wasn't the glorious picture of a, a work-study job or, like, some exposure. I was, like, the night owl. I had to do stuff when nobody was looking so mm. that, you know, people can have their meetings and conferences and events and whatnot. Not, what, whatnot. Um, but I missed out on the opportunity because O.C. Morgan, all of them were, like, managers by senior year and making wow. money still. And only because I, I couldn't see that that part. I couldn't see that far in the future. I couldn't hold on. Um, to get to that point, I just saw what I was dealing with at the time. Uh, that's why I let it go. But now I don't do that because I know the things I don't see, those are the things I'm working for. So I have to mm, scoop it over what I have. And just right. be through it. I may not be where I want to be, but I gotta I gotta because somebody's always watching. Somebody's always watching. Somebody's always watching how you and you learn things stuff. in those positions and you yeah. appreciate things in those positions that you wouldn't if you were able mm -hmm. to just skip. Yep. over past go uh-huh that haunts like that's so weird they would always tell me that and i'm like that old news but they were literally teaching me a lesson even in that like not the patience not patience is patience. something that's so been so rare you everybody think they patient too no uh -huh. patience is really tested uh-huh and they, and they were like, calling the know. shots at that point. They were telling other people to move this and move that, and they didn't have to do any of that. I could have gotten mm. to that point. And it would have looked good on my resume. Just saying. It would have. Hello? Girl. Yeah. Need to humble ourselves. Humble ourselves even more than we realize. Yeah. That was it's a lesson. quarantine, I'm sure, has humbled a lot of people in this world. Hello? Hello? And if you ain't humbled, you should be ashamed. I said Yeah, or at least in this country. Humble, more <laughs> grateful, more grateful for so many. Oh God! Seriously, so many things. Seriously. Walking so many outside things. every time I if I take out the garbage or anything like that, it's such a nice day almost every mm -hmm. day. It's just like, oh, I would love like, and I remember those days when I'm at work, I would come out and I'm like, I want to go to the park right now with my husband, my baby. Let's go, like, and I could, and we could get YOLO. Yeah, huh? not YOLO. Yo yogurt. What's the yogurt yogurt stuff? <laughs> oh, frozen yogurt oh, place. Frozen your froyo. Froyo. We go get some froyo. I thought you were saying really yolo. I was like, yes, <laughs> but we did. We would get froyo. We would get you know just something from a truck. It was just good, just free. We'd walk around holding hands in neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. This life after this with the mask and all that. Mm. 
It I is. I was telling y'all I can't watch a movie without seeing people. I'm like, oh, they holding hands. Mm-hmm. Look at them. <laughs> I did that too. And being social yeah. things. Yeah, <laughs> bro. How many times have we like? I didn't even think about washing my hands as many as. Mm, like, I, I know, and I still don't I want to. Like, I'm not happy about. I don't want. I always wash my hands after the bathroom, but I never wash my hands randomly in between outside yeah. and inside unless something yeah. actively happened where I felt like ooh dirty, or I touched something or something like that. Yes. Like, I'm like, I kind of feel weird way. about that. I don't really want to go through life. Now, I'm okay washing my hands every time I come in the house. Yeah, I don't really want to go through life literally opening the car door, closing it, getting the wipes out, wipe everything down, wipe the yes. wheel, wipe the, the gear down, wipe the car door down, go and put your gloves on to open up a door in a building or a restaurant or an open place and then go in and stand a third and press the button and then stand a third. and did I don't really want to go through life no, constantly no. wiping down everything. Yeah. Like the quarantine, it's in a good, you know, it needs to happen this way to save lives, but it has promoted yeah. paranoia. Yeah, yeah, anxiety. And right outside, I'm walking the baby in the stroller, um, in the secluded area, literally walking in circles in a parking lot, and like a strong breeze comes, and I see somebody, um, like literally across the street, or like 20, 20, 30 feet away, like mad far away. And I'm like, oh god, if they cough, or does this breeze hold the cough? You know what? <laughs> you know what? How long? How long can the corona? <laughs> How long can the COVID nineteen live on a breeze? Can it surf a breeze? Can it surf a breeze? Yo, the many questions and the things that we think about, like how long does it last on a plastic bag? Yes, on a plastic bag. How long does it last on paper because of the mail? How long does it last on cardboard? I open my Amazon packages outside Mm. and leave the cardboard out there. Yeah. So how long does it last on cardboard? I know they said it's metal circuits to 12 hours. Yeah. You said what? 24 hours or something like that. 24 hours on cardboard? I ain't say nothing. Is that true? Yeah, apparently that's what I read. Are you serious? But here's the thing. How it lasts longer on cardboard? Than on what? On, on plastic, it's three days. <laughs> Here's my thing. What was living on there before? God, people were not clean. Like, hello. I'm saying we all, and I mean, there's many random times that we all get like colds and stuff like that. We never think it's like that, though. We never think it's like that. We think it's because it's someone we know had a cold and you got the cold. Exactly. It's usually that way. It's that direct. It's not usually because you touch something and you got it. Like. That's not usually how it goes. That's why people feel comfortable enough going into work because as long as they're, you know, covering their mouth and, you know, staying away, you know, not, you know, being all in people's faces, right. then you can have a cold and, you know, you can throughout the day. And many people, including myself, has done that in the office or in your workplace. Up to 24 hours on cardboard mm-hmm. and up to two to three days on plastic and stainless steel. Mm-hmm. Told you. Bruh. <laughs> Bruh, how do you how do you wipe down plastic bags, bro? I thought I listen. Th- you know how environment. And you know, I black am. people, we keep our plastic bags uh-huh, and reuse them. I have not. I have put it in one big bag so I can recycle the whole big bag. And if I don't have an opportunity to do that, it goes in the trash, and that hurts me as an environmentally conscious person. Now is not the time, okay? Cause uh, yeah. 
It's yeah, I'm like, it's too much. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a, it's a lot. lot. I like living a life of, of open to, you know, you want your kids to play outside, you want them to touch stuff because you want them to get the germs so they can build the antibodies. Mm. That's what you want. Mm. To live in a world where we, we're supposed to be, you know, germophobes for everything, it's too much. Yeah, I think about people with OCD during this because if this is how they live oh, all God. the time, that's a lot. Yes. That is a lot. So I had to check on the kid. <laughs> yes, that's a lot. But I never wanted to live an OCD life like that. Mm -mm. I'm okay with germs, like normal germs and stuff like that. I'm usually okay with life like that. I can get a cold and be all right, fight through it, come back, I'm good again. And I was mm -hmm. okay with that because my body, I felt like, got stronger to an extent from it. Mm -hmm. But to try to avoid it all completely. And then with this thing being, I'll tell you the two things that bother me. The things that bother me about COVID-19, I mean, outside of the obvious, don't want people to pass, don't want people in pain, definitely mm -hmm. don't want. Um, but two things that really bother me about this whole thing is the biggest thing, asymptomatic. Mm-hmm. there's one thing when we know what symptoms to look for. Yeah. And then we're like, okay, this is it. I got to fight through it, right? Mm -hmm. um, but the people who have no symptoms but have it, Mm -hmm. How would you know? How would you even know to quarantine yourself? When does the quarantine end? If you don't have symptoms to begin with, you're just hoping that somehow you contracted it. You don't know when, you don't know how long you had it. And then you, from that point of finding out, you wait two weeks. And that's for the people who can afford to just get tests done because they're mm -hmm. so far and few between. And all the rich people who are getting tests done just to see because they can. Yeah. And then, you know, so that's like, well. So the fact that people don't have symptoms, how do we know? to avoid who when you don't have a symptom yeah and then your carrier who can you carry it to us with kids with babies that's scary yep at least with the symptoms it was like okay i know something's up let me go hide away but yeah. not yeah then is the thing that even i um approved cardi b actually discussing the whole if you do have it or if you do get the test done quarantine yourself off she was talking about how you know everybody don't have these big old mansions where they can go hide in the west wing hello most hello. of us live in small homes or apartments where there is no place to hide we are surrounded by our loved ones at all times mm -hmm. so where do you quarantine at that point what do you yeah. do I was thank looking god at most of the cases are mild or enough for people to like get over it at yeah. home and then we yeah. have you know our health systems are said to be overrun so nobody wants to have to go to the hospital, number one, because mm -hmm. apparently there's no room and it's just people who are either infected or not all surrounding up in there. So then you're just hoping you're getting over it at home. So then it's like, why do I even go to get tested just to scare the crap out of myself more when our only options are home anyway? Yeah. It's very frustrating. Indeed it so, is. I want to build, it's almost like, you know, you want to kind of just, I've had thoughts where I kind of wanted it to come and go. Like, hopefully I make it through to get the antibodies. I don't want it, but that's just been a thought because with all this, you can have it, but you can't have it possibly. It's so ambiguous. You kind of want to be on the other side rather than be the person who it could be impending hitting you. I don't know. I don't want it at all. I don't, but I want antibodies to it. It's hard. I don't know.
That's why I was like, eh. That's that's what makes me think of like, eh, okay, I cannot. I, cannot I know the thought forward. process is a big old circle. That's why, Lord, I'm yeah. back. I, I I ain't gonna lie to y'all, peeps. It, fought, it got me back into my um my faith. Mm-hmm. I thought yeah. I was. I thought I could afford to be Oprah spiritual. No, man. I'm good. I'm back. I'm back at a good old <laughs> church for looking for every live feed of every sermon. I opened that Bible up I bought years ago because it was mm-hmm. pretty. That's right, friend. I'm back in my I'm back in my faith as hard as I can be while I'm learning to be better, a better person for the Lord. Took, mm-hmm. took a while. I thought I saw Oprah <laughs> say that that one episode. I wouldn't say I'm religious. Uh huh. I'm spiritual. And I said, uh-huh. I'm like, yes, that's what I feel like I am. Yeah. I, I always think that that's a whole different life. I don't be doing all that life. I don't get it. I don't really, don't really stick. But mm. spiritual life, like I love, I believe in the Lord. Now I'm like, mm, Here, here's my thing. Him number twenty eight. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It, but, and that could be a whole nother episode spiritual versus or spiritual not religious Ooh. hello because I like I <laughs> who I got a lot to say about that because sometimes sometimes mm-hmm. that is just a way for somebody to be like I believe there is a higher power but I don't want to I don't follow the same rules exactly I don't want to do the work I don't want to follow the specific rules that come along with that certain thing and i'm not saying and religious doesn't religious gets a religion and the order of religion gets a bad and it's a whole different thing that that's a whole different thing because here's my thing i can say i'm spiritual to someone that's not spiritual or they like i said i was spiritual to somebody who i wouldn't consider has a faith like a specific faith Mm. I was like, oh, you would be more religious. I'm like, I can't be religious if I'm literally a non-denominational Christian. I literally believe Christ lived, he performed, he died, he raised, he coming back. That's it. I don't believe that I should be this or there should be rules. I can't wear no skirts. I can't do this. There's certain commandments that I follow and certain guidelines that I like to live my life by um, in reflection of who I believe in, who I believe to be the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are my guidelines, but to to say that somebody is wrong because of X, Y, Z, or to say I'm better because I do X, Y, Z is a whole different thing. So I feel like people don't really have the right context when they say spiritual, nor do they have the right context when they say religious, mm-hmm. but you can be highly spiritual and not be religious, not be bound by the church of this and da da and this and da da right, this specific religion. Exactly. The rules that that go with it. I feel like there's a whole different, there's there's more areas to that. It's not just this or that. It's, I don't know. And, and sometimes that's a cop-out. They're like, I believe it, but I, I don't want to do all of that. I want to do what I want to do. <laughs> right, right, right. Oh, with the shimmy and everything. Yeah. With the shimmy and everything. <laughs> you know, I'll be there. <laughs> mm. um, but that's a whole different discussion. That's something I would like to do with a lot of people. Different, oh. different views. That would be an awesome conversation. Okay. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, no, that's why I say in all of this, with the ups and the downs, the turnarounds, all 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 I could do is be sure of what I'm sure of, which is my face. All right now. And that's literally it because nothing else seems sure. It's literally You right. right. There's no like deadline to this. We don't know what's next. I just know 
<laughs> that I've had a very blessed life. I'm surrounded by very great blessed family and friends. And God is I had I'll tell you all a little bit of it, not much, but I had um towards the beginning of this big panic attacks, anxiety attacks, and it was it was rough. I was sure I was dying, like because I was creating the symptoms because of my fear. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that's gotten me calm, because I've tried many of things from music, exercise, dancing randomly, uh, <laughs> list goes on, meditation, which I still am cool with some meditation yeah. techniques, um, yeah. prayer, but it was empty prayer, I feel like. It was desperate prayer, mm. which isn't the um, kind that really infiltrated my fear. Uh, but a whole bunch of things. And the only thing that really kind of stuck was my faith, getting back into my faith, the faith over fear rhetoric. It really, really did. Starting to watch sermons and listen to the Lord and listen to the word, open my Bible and then have like full prayers. And I just, that's the only thing that's really kept my heart calm as long and as great to I could sleep again. Mm. And it's, it's rough out here. <laughs> It really is. It really but it was is. Like that was something I could lean on and believe in and then pray for. And then I, we did fasting together, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. It's an awesome experience. Mm-hmm. Um, especially cause I felt like my mother was going through COVID and that she felt like on Easter was just, she just felt so much better. Like she finally got another side said, Oh Lord, thank you for that miracle. Mm-hmm. And like getting to pray and just look forward and stop it. Don't do it. Don't you do it. Hold on. Don't do it. Oh, you suck. Mommy, <laughs> my mom says that a lot to kids. <laughs> he really, he really is. Yeah. He's doing something good and doing something bad. I see. I'm here uh-huh. now. Hi. Hi, you. <laughs> Hi. Hi, baby. On his way to Purgatory. <laughs> Bye, baby. Okay. We're good. He's safe from the crib. All right. Y'all go to what was I saying? So yes, faith is the only thing that got me really back into it. And it's um, praying for others, believing mm. in the miracles, believing Ooh. in the word. Because my main thing was trying to get over the fear of death. Because I feel like if I can get over the fear of death, then nothing can scare me. Mm. Guess what? Can't really. It's very hard <laughs> to get over the fear of death. You're going to be scared no matter what. Because <laughs> there there's no real testimonies about what happens on the other side. Mm-hmm. But through my faith, I have found hope in death because we all got to experience it anyway. It's just kind of the inevitable thing of human nature, but that's the only thing that makes things precious. So you can't really have life without that death factor because mm-hmm. then what do you have to look forward to? It's, 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 it's very weird, the whole concept. I'm still writing my blog post about that, just mm-hmm. trying to figure it out. Um, okay especially when it comes to faith, because you almost feel like this faith, you know, end with death. 
do you like how does that i feel like that's the ultimate test of faith a lot of times is like the death factor if the miracle you're praying for something if they don't make it does that mean it's over but we also talked about through this process how god gives you things that the way you don't expect it to happen yeah. so yeah. Um, that's a hard one for me too when somebody it's hard part of me thought of maybe the reason that um people typically die in a certain order um like you would hope the best you can hope for is through age Mm. you know the people who are older go first and that might be what that person needs to feel more comfortable with it like i'd probably feel more comfortable with death if you know i knew i could see my parents again or my grandparents again Mm. or then i thought of maybe people who don't have great relationships with their parents or grandparents but they have the best relationship with their child and the people who lose a child maybe that helps ease them into the afterlife knowing they'll be with their kid again maybe that's why kids go first sometimes i don't know these are just the things that go in my head that have kind of Mm. gave me some sense of comfort Mm. um of at least having something to look forward to because i've like, you know, holidays, all that, all my life. I, I hate the human brain sometimes because it thinks too much. It goes too much. It goes, yeah, it goes far. It goes so far. And sometimes you just need to be simple. And yeah. I know, like, I look forward to each and every holiday over and over again. And I'm excited about it. And then sometimes I allow my brain to think, oh, gosh, oh, gosh, it's almost midnight. It's almost over. And now we have to wait another year. And that was quick. I just waited all year for something to end within 12, 24-hour period of me being awake. Mm. And now it's done. And now it's gone. And now it's just, you know, like you think like that, it's hard to even look forward to anything. Hard mm. to look forward to your marriage when you know it's going to be over within eight hours. Hard to look forward to, you know, yeah. all these little, little things. But if you just, um, and my husband always was like, what's the point of like this and Christmas and all this other stuff, everybody building up to this point? I said, it's just something to look forward to. It makes every year more exciting when you have yeah. something planned that you can do. <laughs> It's togetherness. I, I don't know. I think that's probably. Yeah, it's like togetherness and choosing to be joyful in a moment. Mm-hmm. Like even if it's forced, sometimes like you're like, I'm definitely going to have joy that day. But right, like I just, oh, I can't wait to eat that turkey or anything. Or that's how you know grateful I'm about to be. Once I get to be with my family again, once I get to be with just around the table and praying over some meal that we're going to eat, some random meal. The prayer that I know about to hit our hearts yeah. when we all get together and can hold hands again is going to be deep. Hello? Hello. You know what it's I've experienced during this whole time? It is. I've experienced how powerful intersection, interceding for other people, intercession in prayer, like mm. interceding for other people, like the joy it comes with that and the fact that you realize how much your heart wants someone else to make it, someone else to be good, praying mm-hmm. over your neighbors, your friends, your family, like how good it is to do that for someone else, someone else and how good it is to hear that some, I'm praying for you. Mm-hmm. I, I covered you in prayer. Right. Like, it always seemed like a thing you would just say. I've said it before and then did like a quick prayer, mm-hmm. but almost possibly still, they might have been, they were good prayers, but they were quick. They were easy. Mm-hmm. They were... They might have even seen like empty prayers. Mm. They weren't backed by anything heavier. You know? Hello, you better back it up with faith. Mm. You better back it up because but now, not- yeah, I'm like, I'm praying for you. I'm really praying for you. Like, yeah. I'm yeah. really getting into a quiet area 
Yes. And just allowing my words and my feeling, and I don't stop until I feel it, until I at least feel yes. I'm really like sending. Yes. Sending you're speaking life. You. Yeah, you're speaking life into the situation, no matter what it looks like, no matter who's around. I'm speaking life for you, and I'm being intentional in my time and my energy to put it towards everything you've got going on so that everything that's good will come out of this, that you will be blessed in this, that you will be kept in this, that you will be protected and healed in this. Mm-hmm. It's intentional. Mm. That's why, that's why I, I keep on saying, like, it's not going to be the same normal because you can't tell me we can go through something like this and you not be intentional in every move that you make in this life. No, ah, yes. It's so fragile and it could be changed up so fast. Look how fast our great country just got spinned on its head like hey wait uh we uh what wait uh uh um we can't we don't we can't afford uh why uh like why everything is my fam i can't celebrate holidays like i what is it all of this shut down times oh we can't even be together man mm-hmm. i i never was yearning to go to church as much as i am now Hello? yeah to Just be to surrounded be by that hope and faith, or how much I like taking the movies for granted. We just go. Yeah. To, I love movies. I did think about how. Words. I did think about how dirty the new the the movies be though. I was Are like, oh sure? lord, oh lord. <laughs> but like fellowshipping with people, we're relational people. We're supposed to be in relation with people. That's mm-hmm. how we. That's how we survive this life. Friendships, mm-hmm. you know, couples and family and mothers and daughters and daughters and you know like that's how we live yes so to be severed from that totally is just crazy and then added the pressures of what i was saying with this this country that everything that's going on we we didn't know how to do this we don't know how to do this we are not prepared to handle this girl i saw gas was a dollar 98 and i felt like my mother and my grandfather i was like oh a dollar i know and my and they would they would say i don't go nowhere to go and no room to put it in i was like lisa you don't even need to go there and get none what they gonna do what you you don't have even used a quarter of your tank yet you know how our tank has been full for a minute hello and mine and i only go to work every day from one to seven but my my tank is only at a quarter like only at a quarter you know what nowhere to go and i was like i'll just wait <laughs> it'll be a dollar by the time i need it i'm telling you i miss it i just miss it all i miss it all it's about to be a whole new world man like how do you reacclimate yourself into society after something like this i keep trying to read old stuff from like when spanish flu i'm like oh stop they had masks on back then they were walking around 1918 they had masks on that's what i was thinking bro there's no way because we were thinking about that if we do get the okay Who's really gonna come in here like, oh yeah, everything's cool, everything's all right? Uh, I I don't think I would. I I cannot. No, it's gonna be very touch and go. Like people are gonna be very cautious. Yeah, without a doubt, I'm gonna be one of those. People. I just I wanted myself. things to calm down enough. Me feel like I'm okay. I kind of just wanted the hospitals and medical centers and stuff to feel like they were cool enough to be like, not overrun. Like that yeah. would make me feel more confident when. Yeah. And like I was getting on that train with y'all, I still don't know now about that whole non-vaccine life. Mm, I don't know, cause that might be another thing that just at least makes me feel secure. I don't know. 
Yeah. I, I want the hospitals to be more um, accessible. Mm-hmm. So I can feel comfortable going to my doctor or to a hospital and getting the help that I need to get out of there. Yeah. I need the hospitals to be back in order in that way. That will make me feel safe. And I'm probably going to be one of the first people in line for that vaccine, at least at first. Mm-hmm. I have asthma. I, and this is a disease out here that is attacking lungs, bro. I'm, I'm, a, I'm frightened. Well, not at the moment. Like, I can't, I, like, right now when I say that, it's empty. But every once in a while, a panic, a little anxiety attack tries to sneak up on my heart. And I remember that fear a few weeks ago. That, sh- that shit was serious. That was a real fear. Like, mm-hmm. I was sure it was it. I held Philip's hand, stared into his eyes type fear. And I was like, you know what? I love you. This is it. I, I felt that. I really thought it was it. I was because I'm, I'm not going to lie. I think everybody black. Your breast <laughs> gets shorter because you mm-hmm. can't. You're not giving your brain and the brain and oxygen, so you just feel dizzy. It was crazy. That's why I kind of think it's better if we don't try to figure this thing out and just because mm-hmm. I saw like my thing was I saw a lot of things and then we're gonna get off this. Yes, uh, I don't stay on, but I, I saw a whole bunch of articles where they're like. Uh, could uh, well, how did they word it? Like, could you have had it in December or or November or you know January or February? Mm-hmm. Possibly, you know, like I've heard of a lot of people, and actually, I've known of a couple people that matched. I think they did. Mm. It was like and you're like, Dang. and the added the, the, the and the the fact that they didn't have the added um you know, anxiety and fear and everything that's going on right now. Mm-hmm. I would hope that helped them make them through, make them through. Like, right. I wonder how much fear that's been permeating through the air and through our, our media and everything like that has made it really sad for those people who didn't, you know, who weren't able to kick it. Yeah. Like, like if it actually infiltrated them to a point where they didn't feel like they can fight it like Chris Cuomo I like looking at recovery articles and stuff like that and people who made it more than the people who did yeah I like looking at those numbers and those stories and like um was it Chris Cuomo is like one of the only famous people who got it and like seems like they're exhibiting symptoms and yeah. I like the message of how he was just like like because he said he always had a low immune system type deal too mm-hmm he just naturally had that and how he just like for my kids for my wife he's like I can't let this take me out like I've had doctors and stuff call me and they'll be like um how you feeling and he just laying out like I'm just tired and everything they're like now get up I said I don't mm. know if this said no get up anyway said the way to beat this thing is oh, to literally okay. not allow it to you know um paralyze you yeah get up fight move hold your breath do ex- breathing exercises do exercises so I would hope that, you know, God forbid, if it came knocking at my door, I'd be one of the people who can fight it and be all right after. But you also don't want that chance. Exactly. I just want to be free. I just want to be free. (laughs) Yeah. But I'm glad that at least if nothing else, it got me back to my faith. It got me back to gratitude, a place of living, taking advantage of life, seize the day. As hurtful and as crazy and as heartbreaking as everything is, I really think that. The thick of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think a lot of things are going to be birthed out of this time. Like for real, for real. Like a lot of, a lot of things. Like, 
Yeah, positivity. Behind you on the social media, like positivity, none negative. And then um, I wonder, like, I hope that people whose hearts are cold or were cold, you know, uh, this puts it in perspective that, you know, like, why are you worried about these, you know, trivial things? Like, just live life, live, live life the best that you can, love, support. Right. And the thing is, like, to live in a life where we weren't scared of everything and we were able mm-hmm. to just live and be and be and just yeah. Because you didn't know what was going to happen anyway. Just like now. As scary as it is now, we don't know any more that's going to happen now than we did before all this happened. Seriously. Every we day. We living life. We were living life the best way we could. We were planning stuff to way ahead. We don't yeah. know when or what. We just kept planning. And that's what you got to yeah. do to get through. You got to keep planning. got to keep thinking. I keep thinking of me and Phil's house um, that we want to build and stuff. It's very mm-hmm. encouraging. Just yeah. think, plan and re- make it reality if you can. It's wonderful. So that's the whole point. And I tried to write, I remember trying to write that down too, like seven times. One of my fear tactic things was like, um, I'm happy, I'm healthy, I'm well. I'm happy, I'm healthy, I'm something. But I'm happy, I'm healthy, I'm whole. Be happy. Don't deny happiness. As long as you're still breathing, as long as you're still seeing, as long as you're still with your fam, friends, whatever, be, allow yourself to be happy. And choose joy. Happy thoughts. And choose joy. Think that is an intentional, and that's an intentional thing that you could choose joy. Find choose something joy. to be yeah. joyous about. Like you woke up, you your kids are good. Um, mm-hmm. you still have X Y Z. You maybe you, you don't have them. kids, but you finally getting through that season for that show you've been talking about forever. Go ahead, <laughs> even, man, even, even if that, even that, all the good stuff. Yeah, just find something to be happy about. Really. And choose it. Live with it. Write it out. <laughs> Seriously. An unpopular opinion office is such a dry humor show. Good Lord. Huh? I mean, I don't hate it. It's, it's amusing. The office. It's very amusing. What do you mean? It's amusing. But it's... You gotta have patience. I'm sorry. Did you say the office is amusing? I did. I did. I don't even know who you are. I got through like six episodes. Oh, this is hilarious! I got through like six episodes. I liked okay. it. I did not like it. I liked it. But it is slow. Yeah. It's slow and dry. And and you just got to have the patience sometimes to sit around for those awkward silences to allow them to permeate into your laughing soul. You're like, and be like silent, then looking at each other, and you'd be like, Man, I'll watch the office again. I feel like the office brought um, all people together, like, we all found <laughs> we all, they definitely, definitely talked about stuff. Was it like episode just two or three when they did the race thing? I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> We just got to know <laughs> y'all out here talking. The Chris, Chris, uh, it's so painfully true how Stanley so is. It's so painfully true of my Stanley. Stanley, <laughs> he's always doing something. He get on my nerves. The boss, I can't. Uh, I cannot. I cannot. But again, that makes me happy. It does. It's slow, but it's a happy, amusing show. Yeah. Think healthy thoughts always. Even when you're sick, just think about when you're going to be healthy 
fight it. Yeah. And behold, behold, if you got to write that down many times to believe it, then do it. If you got to think it, if you got to pray on it, pray on it. Happy, healthy, behold. I think that's our wish for any and everybody out here during this time. Quarantine season. Read something, do something, connect. Read something, do something. I got so much stuff I want to do. I'm like, oh, I done chose too much. <laughs> but I remember when I was, I remember when I was covered in fear, how I felt paralyzed. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't yeah, do anything. Watching that. my baby, watching a show I liked, reading a book I wanted, writing, doing it. I just couldn't. I really just like, I'm not in the mindset to do think, anything productive. Like the fear paralyzes you from productivity. It's also, I think it's like you feel like you have an obligation to the fear. Like mm. the fear is so overwhelming. Yes, you yes. Like, like you have, have to your, all your attention to it. Yes, to feed it, to breed it, and it's crazy. Like, only when you realize that you have no obligation to that fear is when you can, like, disconnect from it and not feed it. Yes. When you don't feed it, it doesn't grow. Like, it's it's crazy. When you don't feed it, correct. When you literally push it aside. Yeah. Oh, God. And I used to be so good at pushing fear aside. Like, I would just, an airplane flight, I'm scared, I'm scared, I'm scared, I'm still boarding. Mm -hmm. I'm still there, I'm in there, I'm in the air. Well, this is actually quite nice. Uh, mm-hmm. A roller coaster ride. Shoot, posting our stuff on the internet, or when I did my own like videos for Game of Thrones, or whatever, posting mm-hmm. it on the internet. It's scary putting yourself out there, but I, it would be like a scary moment, but I still did it. This is yeah. all the time fear paralyzed me to the point where I felt like I couldn't function. Yeah. So yeah, no, I'm with you. Don't feed it. Don't feed yeah. it. Happy, healthy, and whole. Please, mm-hmm. always and forever, guys. Always and forever. Let's end it with the laugh, listen thing, and then do our would you rather. That way it's easier for me to edit. All right. So, yes, this this episode talked about a lot of reality that was going on. Because, well, you, it's really hard to ignore the reality that's surrounding us, guys. Couldn't it? Can't, can't come back into the season without talking about it a little, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Also, I was trying to be a vegan before this. Not forever. Just, just you know what? now. Seeing if I could do it for like, what was it? Me and we Phil said a month. Around. We said we would do it for the month of March. Got quarantined. It was like, vegan season has ended. Nobody <laughs> got the time, space. No. This ain't, what'd you say about the plastic bag? This ain't the time. No. This ain't the time. It's not the time. Y'all <laughs> day We had like birds, cheese steaks. We was going. <laughs> but anyway, yes. Um... We encourage you all, keep fighting, keep fighting the good fight so we can make it on the other side and talk about this, like the historic event that it is, the plague that has hit us, the pandemic. Um, and we encourage you to always, always. It's been a minute. At any opportunity you got to laugh, uh-huh. to live, because that is what we are here doing any, every day. We are living. Yes. Do yeah. it. Listen. To listen. To <laughs> other podcasts and things about in the world. Listen, listen, mm-hmm. listen. Laugh, listen, guys. <laughs> Thank you. Comment, share, follow, subscribe. We are on it all. At least the top three. Instagram, Twitter. You know what? <laughs> we are on it all. Top, top four. YouTube. Top mm. five. Patreon. Those are the things we're on. So if you guys could like, comment, share, subscribe, follow, 
that would be freaking awesome. We'd like to build our following so that we can actually give to you guys as you give to us when you give us your attention. It would be really awesome if you could do that. So now, anything you got to say, Lisa, before we would you rather it up? Nope. I'm just praying for everybody. Praying for everybody. 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 Yes. Now for the would you rathers. For those who missed us, you might have missed this as well. I love the would you rathers. They are so much fun. I will first, hmm, should I give you ones? I wrote ones for this episode, but I also have ones from before the quarantine when we were going to see each other. Mm, whatever's on your heart, friend. All right, all right. Um, let me see. Okay, I think that one is stupid. Not gonna do that one. Hi. Hear him. <laughs> um, when you're sitting. Uh, uh, that one's stupid. Okay, because I think I know what I prefer at that point. All right. Here's my first one since before the quarantine. Okay. 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 Make sure we're still recording here. Very good. Would you rather? Oh, sorry. It's all right. Would you rather go, go to bed hungry or full beyond reasoning? Don't don't scrunch your face up like that in my question. <laughs> Think about the times you went to bed hungry, stomach growling through the night, couldn't even get fully sleep at first. Or the times that you ate so good, but you would be like, oh. Uh. I don't like that feeling. I don't like tummy aches. I know, and you got to move it all different positions. Mm, yeah, it's I don't like comfortable, tummy aches. And it's just not going to get comfortable until that sucker digest. It's not going. I've slept hungry. The food was so I'm, good. It's like Thanksgiving. I'm, That's like when you go to a favorite restaurant. Oh, the food be so good. No, I don't, I don't like tummy aches. I said it. I don't like tummy aches. Bump that. And I'm a grown person. I would be like, I got tummy aches. So you prefer to be hungry? Yeah, I'd rather go to bed hungry. Fine. Cause, cause why? Cause joy. Oh, here we go. In the morning. Cometh in the morning. Mm-hmm. All right. Would Ain't you rather? Get, you know what? Would you rather? I feel like you were singing again. Would you rather? I would. Oh, It'll what? be all over in the morning. In the morning. Morning. I'm not editing this. You'll be able to feed your face in the morning. Feed your face. Go ahead. Bishop Paul S. Morton. Would you rather a wet sock or a dry scalp? I may be telling on myself, but I'd be feeling like my scalp is already dry sometimes because. You be feeling like oh, because you don't be moisturizing that sucker. I don't be moisturizing. I'm one black girl that don't know how to wrap their hair, nor do I grease myself, and I know I should be doing it. I know, me too. I'm all bubbles. Bubbles for them. If that's the holder of the black card, I have failed. Not even that, because even Indian people got the Indian help and hemp, hemp seed or whatever it's called, and then they also got the omelet oil, and they make sure they do it, and I, I just, I fail on both sides. Mm. Both sides. I have not made my people proud on either side 
that's terrible. It is. So it's yeah, I, I'll take the dry scalp since I already had it. I hate wet sock. <laughs> Cause you I already mean, lived that life. I, I already lived that sock. Oh God, the feeling I, of oh, wet on a dry foot. Oh, I hate it so much. Mm. Mm-hmm. It just it won't let you forget about it. No, always there, always wet. You gotta take a step. You feel it. You feel it. Oh, it's soppy. Oh. <laughs> All right, this is the last one I had before our quarantine. Would you rather? Okay, and then you're gonna go, and then I'm gonna do my. Then we'll do it normally with the ones I created for this episode. Okay, because I only got two solid ones. I want to get these out of the way. All right. Would you rather a blank slate or rich history when it comes to culture and tradition? The reason I ask this is because technically I feel like African-Americans mm-hmm. kind of came about, at least us Americans here in, this, in America, especially post-slavery, many of us kind of came into this world with a blank slate when it comes to culture and tradition. And we, we, stolen history! Sorry. Stolen history, but we've made our way. The one thing we didn't have, you know, with the, with they always like to, um, I don't like to compare sadnesses, but you know how people like to compare the Jewish holocaust and the slavery of african americans one big thing it's all all terrible but all the tragic yeah but i do feel like people have lasted longer and also permeated past just killings and stuff like that they took away our complete culture and history which we weren't able to leave with those prayers and just continuing on we left off in that sense Mm -hmm. so as African Americans here um, in America, we have the pri- have had the privilege of the blank slate, but we've created our culture and history, from jazz, Renaissance, hip hop, gospel, um, gospel. We do everything different. <laughs> yes, we do everything different. We've created that difference. Shoot, yeah. even Twitter. You know, we like we do it differently, um, and it's been beautiful, and it's fun, and it's creative, and it's free. So I wonder, would you rather have that blank slate in which you could build upon the way the African-American experience is done, or would you have preferred to have that culture, rich culture and tradition that our people um, and ancestors had, were able to grow up with, where they got, which is positives with that too. You have that assurity of, you know, um, all your traditions, how things go, what you feel, you know, life after death is, um, you know, just knowing, just knowing what your family, going through all those traditions and stuff, being proud of those, the same way we're like proud of every school we're in, Scarlet Knights, even though we don't even know all the, de- you're, are you rah-rah, or Terriers with my North Tech, you know, like each school place job that you're in you kind of immediately represent it as like i am one i'm part of this yeah so would you rather what would you rather so i like it when i catch on one because it's difficult i would like to know but because i i i could open a book and see some things and read some things and listen to some people yeah but you don't know if that was yours no but at the same time i wouldn't trade it in and i 
<laughs> it's funny that I'm saying this, but I want to trade it in for what we have now. I just wish we could know a little bit more history. Mm. And we could like, cause that's why my dream has always been like having some, some, some type of like community center where African American studies, Africana classes that we did in college that we chose to go for because mm. we like desired to know more. Um, if that could be available for every black person outside of the realm of college, just to give them something. Cause I feel like when you're equipped with that information, you walk a little different. You talk a little different. You yes. act a little different. Yes. At the same time, I wouldn't give it up for what we've created. What we've created thus far. Yeah. Yeah, because it's who who else did it? And it, it would be different if if we did it like we do it and nobody wanted a piece of it. Right. Everybody wants a piece of it. Everybody, culture, everybody, real. every business, every avenue, every, every everybody wants a piece of it. Like we, we, even if we're not seeing our faces, which is representation, mm-hmm. we are seeing our influence. Yes, everything. Um, and that's a whole different problem in itself. How do we, you know, ownership? How do we take mm-hmm. it? Back? How do we um, navigate it? How do we um, uh, influence without? How how do we influence the stuff without being erased from oh, wow. their personal in the process? Yes. So how do we take the reins on our own creations? Yes, and like let us we you know we know you like it and benefit off of that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I wanna I wanna trade it. My parents were just daydreaming about reparations checks. With all these little yeah. stupid checks popping up, we was daydreaming having full daydreams. Like if we won and got this reparations check popping, we could we would I know a lot of black people who waste the hell out of it, but we would definitely you know how many houses would get bought? How many down payments? It would be like that. It'd be like 40 acres of the mule. It'd be more than enough to if not put a down payment on fully buy. Mm-hmm. The land and homes that we are saving for or dreaming about today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It'll probably be like what they do in South Carolina with their um, trailer homes. And I only say that because my family's in South Carolina with trailer homes. Those trailer homes are nice, though. Hello? Hello? So, yeah, okay. I'll make you if we could at least learn the benefit off of our blackness. That would be yeah, awesome. And, and what they do is they buy the land, get the trailer. And 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 uh, brick that 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 they're gonna think onto the ground <laughs> and make it like a non-mobile trailer, <laughs> and that's their piece of land. We'll have cousin Pookie over here, Tasha, and them like building up on it. And trailers too, huh? and like extra levels and stuff. Yes, you like I ain't know you could put her upstairs on a trailer, but they did it. They did it though. They did I know. It. I'm like, that's what we created. That's it's like walking great. into a Willy Wonka um, room in the factory. You open a little door. Like, all, all of that was in there. All that was in there. Uh huh. Well, Harry Potter episode. I mean, movie or something. Like what? Yep. All That's right. how we do. That's how we do. All right. So you choose blank slate. Sorry. You say it like that. No, I do. But when you say it like that, because I don't. Uh, yes, a stolen. You my question up. That's stolen the- culture. 
when you say blank slate, it sounds nice. Like, oh, we don't know who you are. You just were here. <laughs> I mean, that's how it started with us. <laughs> they the only thing we knew for sure was. is that we were black. Yeah, they knew what it was. They just that's the only thing they couldn't take from us. They tried with the mulattoes, but they really, um, you know, they even that, you know, at the same time, they were just like, even if you're a mulatto or whatever, you still, if you have a quarter black and you are those little fake numbers or whatever. So it's the only thing they didn't even want to because it was the differentiating um, factor. Yeah. Yeah. So we all just kind of was like, well, we black, but what else? Make it. Create it. B. That's serious talking about make your own destiny type stuff. Mm-hmm. So you choose blank slate. I win. All right. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to hear the other would you rather, just subscribe so that you'll know when we post them. We're going to post them later on this week. Um, the ones that we put towards this episode. So thank you again for listening, guys. Bye.